There is an upheaval going on in the podcasting world in a charge led by Spotify and YouTube quickly closing the gap. These platforms are creating consolidated hosting, distribution, and monetization platforms for show creators, whether you work in video, audio, or both. In this episode, I will update you on the seismic changes coming to the podcast world and what it means for your outreach. Now is a good time to start that podcast. My name is Bill Strand, and you are listening to the Niche Content Creator Podcast. Here we talk about subjects that affect those of us using digital media to create community around our special niche topics. There are some techie people that may take exception to one of my last lines, where I mention platforms that support video, audio, or both. Video, of course, indicates audio already. But if we view the situation from the end consumer's perspective, there actually is a third hybrid model being created by the vision of Spotify for where they would like to take the podcasting world. For lack of a better word, I'm calling these hybrid podcasts. They are video podcasts, which are specifically designed to also support the audio-only format. But perhaps a little bit of background would be appropriate so we can fully appreciate the moves Spotify is making. Podcasting started in the early 2000s as an audio-only medium. It was radio on demand. Although it was frustratingly niche with a small portion of the population understanding what it was, the people who discovered podcasting easily became obsessed with this new world full of niche topics. It was free to start a podcast, and so many shows popped up. Most of those shows never made it past a couple of episodes, but a number of them stuck around and became successful. As liberating as it was for anybody to be able to create a show, there were three major pain points for the people who stuck around. And, spoiler alert, the reason why Spotify's podcast vision is so seismic, as I call it, is that it solves these three pain points. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about the problems of traditional podcasting. First, there was never an established way for podcasters to make money. You could get sponsorships or have ads included in your show, but monetization was a complicated process and just as much of an entrepreneurial job to manage as to create the show in the first place. Because of this, most podcasts out there are not monetized. Second, there was very little way for anyone to discover your new show. Marketing, outreach, and discoverability was 99% your job. If you didn't let anyone know your show existed, chances are you wouldn't get many views beyond the few people that thought to search for a keyword in your title or description. And third, no one made money from moving the community forward. By this I mean that Apple Podcasts, the major source of podcast listening, was just there. It didn't bring Apple any money and was actually costing Apple to maintain, so there was no motivation for anyone to develop podcasting as a whole. Sure, hosting companies made some money, but that was making money off the creators. The community would not be able to move forward until the creators could make money from the listening community. So, how do you make money on something listeners expect for free? Well, you might say that radio solved this problem long ago by being ad-based. But podcasts were so decentralized and diversified that it was a difficult mess and risky for a larger company to sort it all out. Though, as we will soon see, some big-name players 
including Apple, are changing that. As big as Apple is, it would actually be Spotify that would suddenly take the lead. Spotify is a music listening app that supported the RSS feeds that allowed podcasts to be listened to on the platform. In 2019, Spotify shook up the podcasting world by spending hundreds of millions of dollars for Gimlet, a podcast production company, and Anchor, a podcast hosting company. When combined with their already established distribution and monetization aspects, Spotify created a completely contained podcast ecosystem that would, presumably, be profitable for them and the podcast creators. The significance of this cannot be overstated. It meant that there would be a major player with financial incentive to nurture and develop both the podcast listening community as well as podcast creators. In 2021, Apple made a token effort towards the cause by offering podcast subscription capability that podcasts could offer people that listen on the Apple Podcasts app, which may not seem like much, but it has a non-trivial effect of helping normalize paying for a podcast. So, yeah, it was a drop in the bucket, but at least Apple is finally doing something. In early 2023, we got the interesting news that YouTube has thrown their hat in the podcast ring. You could now create playlists on your YouTube channel, and the episodes on that playlist would be featured on a special podcast page, and they were promised to show up on the YouTube Music app. At the release of this episode, I cannot access my YouTube podcast on the YouTube Music app, but I am hearing from news stories that some people are starting to see this roll out. And to put the cherry on top of all of this, Spotify is now allowing you to load up video versions of your podcast. So you can start to see how we are quickly having a convergence and clash of the giants. Spotify and YouTube are now in a competition to develop their respective podcasting communities. And this dynamic is what is setting us up for the greatest growth in podcasting since the art became available. This episode's analysis will be broken up into two sections. The first is exactly what Spotify and YouTube are offering us. The second is what it means for us. And by this, I mean, what decisions should you make if you are starting a podcast? And what does this mean for you if you already have an audio or video podcast? The biggest shift here is that you are able to have a complete podcast ecosystem on one platform. Both Spotify and YouTube will allow you to host your audio or video podcast for free. And I think I just got the ear of established podcasters. Since podcast hosting was, well, mostly affordable before, it isn't on my list of podcaster pain points. But it does now raise the question as to what advantages the traditional hosting platforms will offer to stay in business. And now I know I have the ear of the established podcaster. I meant it when I said stay in business. So yes, we do have some important things to talk about before we're done with this episode. But let's go back to Spotify and YouTube. So you can host your podcast episodes for free on both Spotify and YouTube. On Spotify, you can load up either an audio file or a video file. On YouTube, you are, at least presently, allowed only video files. So if you want to use YouTube, you will have to put your audio podcast to a still-show art picture if you want to load it up. It just needs to be a movie file. It remains to be seen if YouTube will try and become more welcoming to traditional podcasters, or if they will only care about video podcasters. 
Spotify, though, through their purchase of the podcast host company Anchor.fm, gives full support to both audio and video podcasts. One feature that Spotify offers that is not offered by YouTube, at least not yet, is an RSS feed for podcasts that will allow episodes host on their service to be picked up by podcast players such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the host of other podcast apps. Whether YouTube Music adds RSS support to receive podcasts hosted outside the YouTube ecosystem or not is yet to be determined. Both YouTube and Spotify will be looking for exclusive shows to bring people to their platform. Spotify is open in the way that they let you listen to podcasts hosted elsewhere, and they will allow your podcast hosted on Spotify to be picked up by other apps. So Spotify is full service there. YouTube is still developing their podcast support, so we'll have to get our answers later. Just so you are aware, the questions we have for YouTube that we'll be looking for answers for are, one, will YouTube accept audio files? Two, will YouTube provide RSS features for episodes hosted on their platform? Meaning, will other platforms be able to find and play the episodes you load up to YouTube? Three, will YouTube Music get an RSS feed player so that the podcast hosted elsewhere can be listened to on the app? And four, will YouTube accept and play podcasts that are hosted on Spotify? We could very well enter an era like video streaming services are right now, where each movie-making studio has their own streaming service. Will each player have their own system that you have to upload to? We already have that kind of dynamic with short-form video, where we load to TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube separately. Could podcasting be headed for that future? Although that may be a more complicated future, the fact that these large media companies will be competing within the space heralds in an age where podcasting will experience much more evolution. So, get your surfboard out. We have some waves to ride. The next thing both Spotify and YouTube will offer is discoverability. Spotify has a search algorithm and a suggestion algorithm that will put your podcast in front of people who are interested in your niche as well as people who didn't think to search for your topic, but might like it anyways. And YouTube? Being able to be included in the YouTube search results are a podcaster's dream. Sure, you could always have uploaded your audio podcast to YouTube, but loading audio to a video platform is not the easiest way to success. The only thing that has changed now is that there is a greater acceptance of audio podcasting by the YouTube audience. Loading up an audio file to a still picture is not the kiss of death it may have been before. Keeping YouTube on in the background is a more accepted practice now. And with this push, we have the opportunity to bring it home and create an enthusiasm in the YouTube audience for audio podcasts. Or, more likely, our next iteration, the hybrid podcast, which is a video podcast optimized for the listening experience. And finally, both Spotify and YouTube have built-in monetization methods for podcasters. Both allow you to run ads on your content and have a profit share in the ad revenue. While both platforms have a minimum required entry level, it is well below what you would need to interest sponsors and ads to your independent podcast. And for the record, at this moment in time, Spotify requires 100 unique listeners and YouTube requires 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours for monetization. A huge benefit to podcasters is that each platform already has trained its users to accept ads. So these are the reasons why I believe that this new iteration in the history of podcasting 
will be a significant new chapter. Both Spotify and YouTube will make it easy to start a podcast, find an audience, and get monetized. Sure, you'll have many of the same challenges to getting an audience that you've always had, and it will only be a small percentage of creators that can earn enough to consider it a living. But the fact that these companies have made the path toward that end a whole lot more clear is noteworthy. So now the question is, what does this mean for those of us who already have a podcast? And this becomes a tricky question. All of the established podcast hosting services that exist today are most likely in intense brainstorming sessions as to how they can remain relevant. I cannot stress enough how seismic Spotify's moves have been. And the fact that YouTube is now replicating the template means that this is, most likely, the way of the future. This is a roundabout way of saying that our present hosting companies may start to go out of business. Us old-timers saw this happen when Microsoft included an internet browser for free with Windows. At the time, there were entire companies that existed to produce browser software. Netscape was the biggest name. And they all but disappeared as soon as Windows included Internet Explorer for free with Windows 95. An entire segment of industry ceased to exist. And another example, GPS devices used to be the vanguard of technology until the iPhone included GPS navigation for free. That industry took a number of years to be truly killed off but the effect was the same. The thing is that the existing podcast hosting companies do not offer much beyond what Spotify, or soon YouTube, give for free. So this is a long, drawn-out way of saying you might want to put some thought into what you will do if your podcast hosting company gives you the 30-day notice. As someone who has somewhere around 350 podcast episodes sitting in various hosting companies, I do not relish the task of saving all the files and going through the miserable job of switching over the links of every single instance I embedded an episode on my various websites. Now, I wouldn't count the hosting companies out just yet. Companies like Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Podbean, etc., they're not going to go down without a fight. They're probably working on adding features to make their service attractive. Adding interview software is one tactic. Possibly adding on automatic ad networks. Honestly, I'm not sure how this will end up, as I have a hard time seeing what they can do to change the tide. I am rooting for them, as the more competition, the better it is. But unless the Spotify integration fails, I think it's going to be a tough time for hosting providers. So the first thing to do is to have a plan for if you get a notice to load up your episodes. The second is to figure out how you want to go forward. I'm going to suggest to you to start experimenting with making your podcast a video podcast. This can be as simple as you get a video interview service, which video records your show, and use that footage as your visual on your YouTube channel. Assign it to the podcast playlist and be ready for when you are piped into the YouTube music app. Now is a great time for you to practice yourself on video, because that is where the community is going. If you do solo episodes, then I fully appreciate how disruptive this advice is. Me? I love audio podcasting. I really do not like having to do video recording of myself. But I am methodically transitioning to 100% video because that is where things are going. I'll still have my audio feeds, but I will record it in video. I've been doing a great deal of practicing with video, and I have a ways to go before I can be comfortable doing this. But this is what is required of every life form. You must adapt 
to the changing times. All of this may be confusing, and just how this can fit into your outreach plan may not be clear at all. But that is how anything starts. We saw this with YouTube and Instagram. They used to be small apps that were brushed off as for kids and artists, but then it starts to take hold and becomes a cultural phenomenon. And now, you'd struggle to grow on either YouTube or Instagram due to the oversaturation of people and businesses and content. Well, we're now at the beginning of a new era in podcasting. We don't know how it will end up, but we do know that this is the start of the next chapter. Is there something here that you can take advantage of and be on the ground floor of a new way? This could be your opportunity to get big before the platforms are saturated, or else this could all fizzle like the podcast feature on Facebook. What, you don't remember the podcast feature on Facebook? Yeah, that's what happens in this fast-paced digital world. As for me, I'm going to experiment with shows on both YouTube and Spotify and work with every feature they offer. And then I will share with you the development of the situation as it unfolds. We all have a front seat to the shifting of an industry. Hang out here on the Niche Content Creator Podcast, and we'll live it and work with it together. This is Bill Strand signing off, and I will see you next time.